1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
3: Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. And as we come on the air tonight, the impeachment trial of President Trump is now underway. It has been a day of accusations and anger on the floor of the Senate. Democrats are charging the majority leader, Mitch McConnell, with orchestrating a cover-up, saying he is trying to force senators to hold the trial late at night, when Americans won't be watching. Well, tonight, McConnell is backing down after objections from several moderate members of his own party as Democrats continue to push for witnesses to be allowed to testify. It's been an extraordinary day of public debate and behind-the-scenes maneuvering in a place that likes to call itself the world's greatest deliberative body. Chip Reed leads off our coverage tonight from Capitol Hill.
2: The impeachment debate began today before the Senate even
4: convened. McConnell's resolution is nothing short of a national disgrace.
2: Democratic Flight Leader House Chuck Schumer lambasted Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's plan to cram 24 hours of opening arguments for each government. side into just two days, forcing much of the debate to happen after midnight.
4: He pushes the arguments into the wee hours of the night so American people won't see them.
5: The Senate will convene. As
2: but shortly after Chief Justice John Roberts gavelled in the trial, the Senate clerk surprised almost everyone.
5: For a period of time not to exceed 24 hours over up to three session days.
2: Yes, a new plan, three days instead of two for each side. McConnell agreed to make the handwritten change after some Republicans, including moderate Susan Collins of Maine, expressed concerns. McConnell also gave in to a Democratic demand that all impeachment evidence compiled by the House automatically becomes evidence in the Senate trial.
4: But Schumer quickly moved on to the biggest fight of all. I send an amendment to the desk to subpoena certain documents and records from the White House.
2: Whether there will be White House documents and witnesses in the Senate trial, including acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney and former National Security Advisor John Bolton, House managers joined the fight.
3: Not a single president has issued a blanket direction to his
6: administration to produce no documents and no witnesses.
2: Schumer lost on a party-line vote, with Republicans arguing that the time to consider witnesses and documents is after this week's opening arguments. A partisan impeachment is like stealing an election. At times today, the president's legal team sounded less like lawyers and more like President Trump in his angry
7: tweets. Why are we here? Are we here because of a phone call? And it's outrageous, it's outrageous. And the American people won't stand for it, I'll tell you that right now.
3: Joining us now is Chip Reed, who covered the Clinton impeachment trial as well. So Chip, no phones, no food. How did these hundred senators fare today?
2: Well, it's a bit like a college lecture hall. Some of them are busily taking notes. Some of them look bored out of their minds. If they're hungry, by tradition, one of the desks on the Senate floor is filled with candy. And if they're thirsty, also by tradition, we're told that only two beverages are allowed on the Senate floor, water and milk. Nora?
3: All right. Thank you, Jeb. As his impeachment trial begins in the Senate, President Trump is more than 4,000 miles away in Davos, Switzerland, for the World Economic Forum. The president has been talking up the U.S. economy there, but he's also been keeping a close watch on what's going on inside the Capitol. Weijia Zhang reports tonight from Switzerland. Just minutes
6: after President Trump arrived at the World Economic Forum in this ritzy alpine town, he faced questions about the story dominating the news a world away in Washington.
4: It's the witch hunt that's been going on for years, and it's frankly, it's disgraceful.
6: He could not escape during a one-on-one meeting with the president of the European Commission.
4: That whole thing is a hoax. It goes nowhere because nothing happened. Uh, the only thing we've done is a great job. In between
6: meetings with foreign dignitaries and a and keynote jobs, speech to the attendees, the president was briefed by aides about the, the trial. State. And as soon as he left the final event of his day here, Mr. Trump tweeted about the proceedings. White House officials believe the timing of the president's trip here is beneficial so he can boast about his economic accomplishments.
4: The American dream is back.
6: While publicly attacking impeachment. But it's clear Mr. Trump would have preferred to avoid the the subject when surrounded by other world leaders. CBS News has learned that if former National Security Advisor John Bolton, a potentially damaging witness to President Trump, is subpoenaed, his legal team will fight it in the courts. And if that fails, they may push for a classified closed-door testimony that would never become public. Nora.
3: Alright, we Jane live from Switzerland tonight. Thank you. We sat down exclusively with four of the Democratic impeachment managers who tell us they believe some intelligence agencies were told to withhold evidence related to Ukraine. It's an explosive charge as today they continue to demand a fair Senate trial.
6: I expect not only leader McConnell but every member of the Senate who's taken two oaths. Their oath when they were sworn into office and the oath of impartiality. I expect them to take those oaths very seriously and do their job. We want a fair
3: trial. When the senators swore impartial justice, they sw- swore to God that they would give impartial justice. And I think that should mean something to them. Chairman, is your committee still investigating, and are you hoping to introduce new evidence during this trial?
8: We are still investigating, and new evidence has continued to come to light. And if the senators don't allow witnesses, they'll be the first in history to prohibit them.
3: You are now accusing the National Security Agency of withholding critical intelligence that could be useful in this impeachment trial. What specific intelligence or intercepts are you looking for?
8: We have requested uh, intelligence, relevant intelligence, concerning Ukraine as a part of our oversight responsibility. The intelligence agencies, um, some of them have stopped cooperating, uh, and it's our understanding they're doing this on the instructions of others or with the advice of others.
3: What is it that you don't feel like you have and that you need?
8: The issue of how Ukraine has responded to the pressure campaign would be very pertinent. If there is more evidence that bears on that question and it's being withheld by the intelligence community uh, at the urging of the president, That is a corruption of the intelligence community.
6: The evidence against the president is overwhelming. But the American people deserve to have the complete story.
3: Would you acknowledge that even if you were to succeed in calling John Bolton and Mick Mulvaney that the president could claim executive privilege?
8: That privilege, even if one could be asserted, would have to be asserted narrowly.
7: We also have to look look at the big picture of all the arguments that the president and his team are making. They're saying that the president can't be indicted. Then they're arguing that the House can't call witnesses and ask for documents. Now they're saying that the president can assert executive privilege over anything that he wants. So if you piece all of those arguments together, it leads to the inevitable conclusion that the president cannot be held accountable and is above the law. And I'm very confident that that's not what the framers intended.
3: The White House says you failed to allege any crime or violation of the law. What's the crime?
8: Indeed, when the Constitution was written, there really weren't uh, a host of federal crimes. Those came later. Uh, What they had in mind was crimes against the body politic. The abuse of power here was the withholding of military aid to an ally at war to help the president cheat in the next election as one of the constitutional experts testified, if that's not impeachable, nothing is.
3: The president's legal team says he did not obstruct Congress because he acted with extraordinary and unprecedented transparency by declassifying and releasing those call summaries. He has not released a single document. He tried to obstruct every single member of the administration from appearing uh, before the Congress responding to the subpoenas. This is never before happened in the history of the United States. You really have
8: to give them credit for nerve, though, Nora. The argument really boils down to this in their answer. We have to obstruct the Congress to protect the Congress. We have to subvert the Constitution to save the Constitution. We have to violate our national security to further our national security. Those are absurdist arguments, but those are the ones that they're making.
6: let us remember the release of the call record was not about transparency. The release of the call record was about being caught, and he had no choice but to release the record and then try to defend what was indefensible.
3: And we'll see those House impeachment managers plus their three other colleagues begin opening statements tomorrow. CBS News will have live coverage. Tonight, the CDC is confirming the first case in the U.S. of a new and deadly coronavirus. A man in Washington state has the same virus that has sickened about 300 people in China, killing at least six. And As Mark Strassman reports, health officials are now screening for the virus at five major U.S. airports.
7: A man in his 30s who reported feeling ill on Sunday is now under quarantine here at the Providence Regional Medical Center just north of Seattle. He had traveled recently to Wuhan, China, where the virus apparently originated in this food market last month. It's a new strain now spreading in Asia and has never been seen before in humans.
3: The current information suggests
6: that there is human-to-human transmission of this virus. What we don't know is how sustained the transmission is.
7: Signs of the virus include fever, cough, and trouble breathing. In severe cases, patients suffer pneumonia, kidney failure, and death, there are no vaccinations. China was criticized for underreporting the SARS coronavirus pandemic that killed nearly 800 people in 2002, 2003. But the CDC says China's prompt reporting of this new virus helped them detect the first case here in the U.S.
3: The global community and the United States has been preparing for exactly this situation.
7: This is the international terminal at Atlanta's airport, which today became one of six in the U.S. to start screening arrivals from Asia for the virus. The challenge? This virus incubates slowly. Someone could have it and not know it for days after getting home. Nora.
3: And that what is, is what is so scary for many people, Mark. Thank you. Tonight, freeze warnings are posted across much of Florida. Folks in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Georgia could also wake up to sub-freezing temperatures. Overnight wind chills in Miami could drop into the 20s. That's ahead of a storm that's expected to dump snow, ice, and rain across the central plains in the coming days. Some areas could get up to a foot of snow. The storm pushes into the northeast this weekend. Tonight, the California Highway Patrol is investigating what they say was an intentional crash that killed three teenagers. In Riverside County, a 42-year-old man is accused of ramming his car into one with six teenage boys inside on purpose, forcing them to hit a tree. The boys who were killed were all 16 years old. There is breaking news tonight on a massive Toyota recall involving defective airbags. It covers 2.9 million vehicles in the US, including some Cor- Corolla, Matrix, Avalon and Avalon hybrid models. Toyota says an electronic glitch can result in airbags not deploying in crashes. For a list of all the Toyota models recalled, go to cbsnews.com recall. Turning now to the presidential campaign, an extraordinarily personal attack from Hillary Clinton on Bernie Sanders. She's accusing him of cultivating a sexist culture in his campaign. Ed O'Keefe reports tonight from Iowa.
5: Four years after Bernie Sanders nearly derailed her presidential campaign, Hillary Clinton is still holding a grudge. There is a set of expectations about a first lady. In a new documentary about her life, Clinton says in Congress nobody likes Sanders. She dismisses him as a career politician and adds, it's all just baloney, and I feel so bad that people got sucked into it. Asked by The Hollywood Reporter if she would support Sanders if he wins the Democratic nomination, Clinton said, I'm not going there yet. And that he has created a culture where his staff and supporters attack his competitors, particularly the women. Sanders, back in Washington for the impeachment trial, tried to downplay the criticism.
7: On a good day, my wife likes me, so let's, let's clear the air on that one.
5: Asked why he thinks Clinton is talking about him, Sanders said...
7: That is a good question. To ask him. The interview
5: came the morning after Sanders apologized to former Vice President Joe Biden for an op-ed written by one of his surrogates that called Biden corrupt.
8: It's absolutely not my view that Joe is is corrupt in any way. Uh, And I'm sorry that that op-ed appeared to me.
7: We don't need personal attacks. I mean, our difficulty is, I mean, and, you know, I appeal to my supporters. Please, engage in civil discourse.
5: We caught up with Biden at a campaign event this afternoon, and I asked him about Sanders' comments. He told me, quote, I accept his apology. Nora.
3: All right, Ed, from Des Moines tonight, thank you. Tonight, Prince Harry is back with his wife, Meghan, and eight-month-old son, Archie, in Canada. He stepped back from his royal duties, but if he was looking for peace and tranquility, he hasn't found it yet. Janet Shamlian reports tonight from Victoria. Prince Harry is back in Canada tonight, seen getting off
6: a plane on Vancouver Island, what was supposed to be the start of a more private life with Meghan and Archie. But with photos like this, the couple are threatening legal action over. Megan walking her dogs with Archie in a baby sling. The very reason they left the UK has followed them to Canada. The first thing that happens to them when they get to Canada is that they're, they're photographed by paparazzi, which never happened here. The couple through attorneys issuing a warning, accusing photographers of harassment by camping outside their property. Their temporary neighbors say they'll try to protect the family's privacy. Can they have a normal life? Yes, I think they can have a normal life. The question of who will pay for the family's security while in Canada, still not resolved. There is a very tough right to privacy law here in British Columbia. People can sue without having to prove actual harm. The warning from Harry and Meghan could be a first step towards that type of legal action.
3: Nora. That's interesting, Janet, thank you. We've got some good news. The crew of the USS Abraham Lincoln is back home after being at sea for 10 months. They sacrificed so much, and so did their families. Births were missed. Holidays, too. Jim Axelrod has tonight's profiles in service as we mark the selfless sacrifice of those who serve our country.
4: When it comes to public displays of emotion, it's hard to beat a Navy ship docking after a deployment. But when it's the longest deployment for an aircraft carrier since Vietnam, well, you can forget about topping it. <laughs> the new fathers, like Daniel Bobier, were first off the ship. His wife had given birth two weeks after he shipped out. Hey. These reunions were supposed to happen last October, but escalating tensions with Iran delayed them another three months. Wow when the uss lincoln docked in san diego after 295 days at sea it returned to a new home port families had to move clear across the country from norfolk virginia to san diego
1: i am very excited i've been thinking about it since
4: he's been born ashley leonard is another mom who gave birth while her husband was at sea her son connor is four months old you're so big and met his dad michael for the first time.
0: I think I'm on dad duty for the next 3 weeks. Yes, uh, hours a day.
4: <laughs> what you couldn't see among the hugs and tears, the sacrifice. Sacrifice to be saluted. But so many of us take for granted. is a way of life for those keeping us safe. Jim axler on CBS News, New York.
3: I'm so glad that they are home. We're thankful to them. All right, on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, you've heard of therapy dogs. Well, meet a bull who provides laughter and smiles. Young and old, they love him. Just don't bring him to the China shop. Okay, you know you are tuning in tomorrow to see that story. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Hope you have a good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com/survey.
2: Look around; you can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs>